Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. No Strick, he popped off, just Austin. Austin Norman with you here on 93.7 The Ticket. Also, make sure you give me a follow on Twitter at Austin underscore Orman. I did recently post a Twitter poll. It's what I'm going to get into here in the final segment of the show before we turn it over to old school. Should have Thirsty Thursday with Kevin Meyer, Myers Cork and Bottle coming in. Jay Foreman uh, occupied for the first hour, but he will be uh, on the phone to start hour two before making his way here in studio. So stay tuned for that and more coming up on old school. But again, uh, Austin underscore Orman on Twitter. For this poll, how many players do you think Nebraska football needs to bring into the program out of the transfer portal this offseason? Your options are zero to four players, five to nine players, and 10 or more players. Nick and I got into this a little bit, but I don't think Nebraska targets or brings in more than 10 transfer portal guys. Number one, because of roster space, right? You're still limited by the amount of available scholarships being 85. Um, Even the total roster in terms of walk-ons, it seems Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield want to uh, depress that number just a little bit from as high as it got, you know, in the the semi-recent past. But I do think Nebraska knows it has, has holes to plug, holes to fill, and they'll use the transfer portal that way. Matt Rule, of course, has said they want either instant impact guys or developmental guys. They don't really want anyone in that in between, but you do have to balance that that developmental trajectory with the guys you already have in the room and the guys you would bring in out of the transfer portal versus roster management. You don't want to overload at one position just to to throw bodies at the problem. You have a little bit of wiggle room to do that, but really not a whole lot with Nebraska's current standing in current scholarship guys, but also the 26 main recruiting class that Nebraska has coming in. It's that 26-man recruiting class that does have me thinking that Nebraska will go with fewer than 10 guys out of the transfer portal because I think Matt Rule does genuinely like this team, and he wasn't just saying that just to say it. I think Matt Rule trusts the guys he has as his assistant coaches to bring the most out of players, to develop them uh, to their fullest potential. And I think they're guys with some really good you know, Big Ten-level traits across Nebraska's roster. Maybe a little raw in football, inexperienced, haven't played at the Division One level, but it's a worthy gamble in my eyes for Matt Rule to be taking to, for the most part, be banking on internal development. Now, plenty of positions need not just a step up, not just a jump up, but a full-on leap forward. That's fair to say. It's entirely fair to say. 
in in one season, we saw plenty of development on, on both sides of the ball. The defense, we've talked about it a lot, just how good it was. And we've talked a lot about just how bad the offense was. But there are positive stories on both sides of the ball, despite the disparate results, right? You saw development from the wide receiver position in Malachi Coleman and Jalen Lloyd getting on the field. You saw Emmett Johnson have his fair share of moments. You saw improvement from the offensive line. You saw the first extended flashes of playing time and potential playmaking ability out of Thomas Fedoni on offense. On defense, we've talked about Ty Robinson's step forward, Nash Hutmacher becoming not just a presence, but a forceful presence on the interior of the defensive line. You saw Cam Lenhart, Principal Uman Mielen make plays um, as freshmen. South of linebackers, I think, really just kind of stand pat, but they were still solid. They were fine. And then you saw the kind of rotating cast at defensive back due to injuries. Nebraska could plug and play without really much fall off at all. So I do think that Nebraska acknowledges it has holes to fill in the transfer portal, notably at, at quarterback. And that's why I don't think Matt Rule's messages from press conferences and the messages that he and his staff are sending by pursuing guys in the transfer portal are necessarily at odds. I do think Matt Rule uh, and his staff would like to upgrade at quarterback, which is why they're in conversations with Kyle McCord, with Blake Shapin, with Cameron Ward, um, with Will Howard, uh, Sam Levitt, even as more developmental guy, you know, players of that caliber and that ilk. But I do think that when Matt Rule says he's impressed with Chubba Purdy and he likes what he brought, that he thinks he can win with Heinrich Harburg because of his toughness and running ability, I don't think Matt Rule's just saying that just to say that. I think he genuinely believes that. Now, is he right? Is he wrong? Only time will tell. I think the prevailing opinion, mine as well, is that Nebraska needs to upgrade there. I, I think Nebraska would be sorely mistaken to stand pat in the quarterback room, given what it has. Even if those one of those two guys does end up starting, you've got to bring in competition, like legitimate competition, not a, a third or fourth string caliber guy, but a guy that could at least be the backup, if not challenge for legitimate starting playing time and experience. But given Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield's pursuit of some of these higher-end quarterbacks, it tells me that they are more than happy to work with the guys on their roster but that it might be a simpler fix, more straightforward to just go get a guy to plug and play. I think really any of the guys that Nebraska is getting would be plug and play essentially day one starters at Nebraska. Now, Trevor Purdy has options. He'll graduate in December. Does he stick around and try to win the starting job here? Or does he pursue an opportunity to third school where he feels he has a better chance to be the starter, where he might be given more of a chance? I don't know. There's plenty that remains to be seen in that conversation. And that's not to say the guys Nebraska would be pursuing are perfect, flawless quarterbacks. Kyle McCord, I think, is the hot name in Husker land right now. Through that bad interception in the first quarter against Michigan, did have injuries and maybe a subpar line around him at Ohio State, but didn't necessarily elevate that team the way C.J. Stroud, Justin Fields, J.T. Barrett, Cardale Jones, Terrell Pryor, guys like that before him, Dwayne Haskins, have. Now, not being as good as those guys isn't necessarily a sin at Nebraska. Not being as good as those guys is still probably a step up from what Nebraska has been running out there at the quarterback position. So just because he's not as good as what Ohio State has had doesn't mean he's not better than what Nebraska has had recently. Will Howard, I think, is an interesting guy who's going to have plenty of of high-level offers like Kyle McCord, who can throw a little bit on the run, who has the big arm to push that ball downfield, um, but we'll maybe try to make 
one too many plays to some degree. Maybe some of that with Cam Ward, who might have the best arm of those guys, but also has the most fumbles. And we know Nebraska fans and even this program's PTSD with fumbling problems from the quarterback. He had seven fumbles a couple of years ago and 11 this year. Same number as Heinrich Harburg. Do you chalk that up to trying to do too much? Do you chalk that up to carelessness? Do you chalk that up to bumping up a level from the FCS to the FBS? Of course, Cam Ward came from Incarnate Word. Even a guy like Blake Shapin, he's not huge. Has a good arm, can throw on the run, is mobile enough, not necessarily a running threat. Uh, maybe throws the best ball, the tightest spiral, uh, maybe the most accurate guy. Um, but again, was he able to elevate the talent around him at Baylor? He went 3-9 and nine this year. Did some good things uh, with Baylor in 2021, was solid in 2022, um, but has dealt with injuries before. Again, bottom kind of fell out of Baylor. They fell back to what we expect Baylor to be, you know, generally in that not quite bowl eligible range under Dave Aranda. So again, there are questions with all of the guys that Nebraska is pursuing at quarterback, but I do think any one of them would step in from day one. Again, on Twitter at Austin underscore Orman, I pose the the question of how many players do you think Nebraska football needs to bring in out of the transfer portal this offseason? I land in that that need to bring in probably four, five, six guys range. And then you have a want list, right? You have a needs list and you have a wants list for Nebraska football. To me, the needs are a quarterback in a QB1. You're not going to bring in just a developmental guy at quarterback, I don't believe. So you need a starting quarterback. I think you need a linebacker. Losing Reimer, losing Nick Henrich, notable losses, and you're not sure what you have. Maybe you feel confident about the guys that didn't play as much this year or would be moving into a new role. At the very least, you need linebacker depth, especially at the middle, and you can always use another guy at that jack position, um, kind of that you know hybrid defensive end linebacker spot. I think Nebraska needs both a wide receiver one and a running back 1A. Again, a wide receiver one and a running back 1A. Going to be tough to get. Going to be very tough to get. You might have to luck into it, right? Samori Ture, I don't know if he had wide receiver one written all over him coming from Montana, but he played right, like it. Trey Palmer didn't have wide receiver one written all over him coming from LSU. He's supposed to be a return. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply specialist. And yet he blossoms into one of the leading receivers in, you know, Nebraska history in just one year. One of the best downfield threats in Nebraska history in, in really just one year. I think Nebraska needs a, a wide receiver one to allow Malachi Coleman and Jalen Lloyd the opportunity to thrive in a role I think they're best suited for next year. Both those guys are talented. They did some really good things for Nebraska. But I think giving them time to to grow into their traits, continue to learn the position of wide receiver 
would take some pressure off them with a, a true wide receiver one, you know, Michael Pittman Jr. type of guy at Drake London, maybe maybe not that caliber of player, but similar style, bigger body, uh, can run those, you know, X number one routes, can be that trusted, reliable guy on a, a second and long to get you to third and manageable, or on a, a third and intermediate to long, where you know the ball's going his direction, but he has sure hands, he's going to fight for the yard, going to run the route to the right depth, all that sort of thing. And then the running back position. That's a room that, that needs bodies. We know how that position gets churned through due to injuries. And that's some of the deal with Nebraska's room now, right? Ramir Johnson and Gabe Irvin, both slated to return next year. Those guys don't necessarily do it for me. Gabe Irvin, I think, has a lot of talent, hasn't been able to stay healthy. And Ramir Johnson, I don't know if running back is his best position. Slot receiver is his best position. He's a versatile piece that you like having on your team, but I don't know if he's necessarily a needle mover for an offense. Again, an impressive job in relief and gaining 750 rushing yards in his one crack at being running back one. But if Ramir Johnson's your number one running back, I don't know how much I love that. Emmett Johnson did some really nice things. Not the biggest guy, 5'11", 190, I think is what he's listed at on the Nebraska roster. I think he's more of a, a home run threat than a, a workman-like kind of, you know, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, workhorse back, right? I don't know if that's Emmett Johnson. Maybe it is. But if you tell me Emmett Johnson is the starting running back for Nebraska next year, I give you, okay. And I think he can be good with more development. He might just be a year away from being a true starting running back. If he's your starter and you bring in a guy to be the 1B to him, that's fine if it's more a, a rotation, you feed the hot hand sort of thing. I still think there's promise and potential in Emmett Johnson, but I, I'd like it a more sure thing, either to start ahead of him or to to be a co-starter alongside of him. The staff loves Quint Knives at the running back position, so we'll see if he's able to develop any more this offseason. So my Nebraska football transfer portal needs list, starting quarterback, linebacker, wide receiver one, and running back. So what's my my wants list? In a, in a perfect world, if Nebraska has the roster space and has guys that are you know interested in coming to Nebraska, what does Nebraska maybe want to augment and to amplify the rest of the roster? I think a second quarterback. If you get your, your day one starter, go get a developmental guy to sit behind him. Maybe a guy that spot started at another school or Chubba Purdy-esque like what Nebraska did a couple of years ago, getting Casey Thompson and Chubba Purdy both in the fold. I think ideally that's the setup for Nebraska. Is it feasible? I guess we'll see. I think tight end is a want as well. Um, there's some drama on Twitter with, with Thomas Fedoni updating the Twitter bio, posting his journey on the notes app. No word on that. Right now he's back at Nebraska. Not a lot proven behind him. I wasn't as, as impressed with Nate Borkacher coming into the years. I thought I was going to be Luke Lindenmeyer was really a blocker only. And I know Nebraska has some some freshmen coming in that have worked behind the scenes. And even in the, the 2024 recruiting class, they can play that position. I just don't think they'll be ready for Big Ten experience um, right away. So a proven tight end, I think, would be a, a want for Nebraska. You could always use more offensive linemen. You could always use more edge rushing, right? You never turn that down. The one position I don't think you need is defensive back. And I'll touch more on that and get to some of your thoughts to wrap up on the block after we pause 10 seconds for station identification here on 93.7 The Ticket. This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. 
We'll wrap up on the Starter Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. Keep your thoughts coming uh, for the end of this show and all the way through old school as well. One-Eyed Ray, I appreciate you catching my my perfect use of the word ilk. It is an underused word. Work it into your vocabulary more. It's a fun word to say. It's just kind of lost favor in our modern English language. So yes, ilk, work it into your vocabulary. Tommy on the text line says five to nine players would be about right. Um, Tommy says he could maybe go up to 10 to 12, depending on the recruiting cycle. If Nebraska loses any guys in that process, we've talked with Brian Munson. It seems like, again, barring surprises that you can't plan for Nebraska's recruiting class is pretty well set in stone with the 26 man class. They did hold commitments from Carlin Jones and Kawan Lacey who both decommitted. But right now it seems like Nebraska's recruiting class is going to be 26 players, and again, those guys will likely be scholarship guys. Maybe Nebraska adds a walk-on here or there on signing day, but I think uh, the hay is pretty well in the barn in terms of recruiting. So yeah, I'm kind of with Tommy there in that five to nine range. I think if Nebraska meets its needs, which for me, again, is a a starting quarterback, a, a linebacker, whether it's a starter or a depth piece, if it's a, a wide receiver, one, to take some pressure off of Malachi Coleman and Jalen Lloyd, and then a running back, which can either be a transfer or a guy in the 2024 class, but I would tend to prefer a, a transfer running back. I think if Nebraska gets those four positions handled this offseason in the transfer portal, they've done what they need to do. Now, if that's all they take, they better be right about the rest of their roster. They better be right about their developmental process, both on the field and in the weight room. If Nebraska is inactive in the transfer portal and you don't see positions take a jump and guys don't pan out in already a pivotal season, that's going to be a problem. I'm not saying Matt Rule's seat is hot. It shouldn't be, right? It's year two. We can pump the brakes a little bit. But I think there were more wins in this Nebraska team that were left out on the field that better coaching could have made a difference in, that better talent could have made a difference in, both offensively and defensively. So if Nebraska is not going to go heavy in the transfer portal and instead rely on its developmental processes in the weight room, um, in the playbook, mentally for players. Nebraska's got to be right. You can't afford to miss. This next season for Nebraska, and feel free to clip this, hold me to this. I don't think I'll change my tune on this. It's not national championship or bust. It's not college football playoff or bust, even with the 12-team deal coming up. But this next year for Nebraska has to be tangible progress in wins and losses. It has to be. It can't not be tangible progress in wins and losses. Whether that's seven in a bowl game, whether it's eight, whether it's nine, whether it's challenging for a New Year's Six Bowl, which we'll see what that even looks like in the new expanded 12-team playoff. Nebraska had its evaluation year this year. Yes, you're constantly evaluating your roster. Yes, you, you have an idea of guys, but you're willing to change it if they make those changes in their game. But Nebraska for next year should have most of its team set in the next month, couple months. Certainly by spring ball, I think you know who the contributors for Nebraska football are going to be this year. So that takes away an excuse, right? Next year can't be an evaluation year. Oh, get our feet wet as a new coaching staff in the Big Ten. Oh, see what we have on this roster. See what we want to do with them. No, next year's business. Next year's wins and losses. It has to be. Nebraska's got to be done evaluating and eventually the focus has to turn back to wins and losses. For me, it's this coming 2024 season for Nebraska. Does it start at home with the guys already on campus? Does it start in the transfer portal? 
Doesn't matter. Just find ways to get wins. I see him outside. Kevin Meyer, Meyer's Cork and Bottle, is in the building. We'll lead old school off with Thirsty Thursday. I'll take you through the last uh, half an hour, 45 minutes or so of old school before we get Jay Foreman on the line as he comes into the studio there for the last hour of the show. Big thanks to Eric Strickland for jumping on from remote. Big thanks to our friends from the Mill and Imperian Brewing Company. Uh, The Cold Brew Coffee and Cream Ale available here at 1040 O Street also available on Innovation Campus and in the Telegraph District Mill locations. Make sure you check out The Mill. They're great friends here at 1040. We appreciate sharing a space with them and everything that they do. We also appreciate Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul for sponsoring On the Block. We'll be back with you again tomorrow from 2 to 4 here, only on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com, and our social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Old School Next, we lead it off with Thirsty Thursday. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.